No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. While genealogies in the Bible can be boring to read, they help us trace the development of humanity. Likewise, our own family tree is the record of our place in the human family. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 36 on Simply the Bible. When I set out to teach through the Bible, I decided that I wouldn't skip anything. In fact, the first episode was on 2 Timothy 3.16-17, through 17, which says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, I believe that when the Bible says all scripture, it means all scripture. But I must confess that Genesis 36 challenges this statement. It is the generations of Esau. Genealogies can be boring. Let's face it. There are names that we can't even pronounce, let alone know who they are. How are genealogies profitable? Well, I can see three ways that they do profit us. First, they give us a record of where people come from. Consider your own family tree. It is helpful to know how you got onto the planet and your family's roots. It gives us a sense of our own historical identity. Second, they show us how the choices of parents affect their children. Over time, we can see how people's decisions affect future generations. Third, they show us that God cares for individuals. God doesn't see people as a mass of humanity, but as individual souls. Jesus said that even the hairs of our head are numbered. God is not willing that any of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Holy Spirit takes the time and the ink to record many names because people matter to God. Today we look at the descendants of Esau, the son of Isaac and the brother of Jacob, He was also known as Edom, which means red, because he looked red when he was born and because of the red stew for which he traded his birthright. His people were called the Edomites. We pick it up in Genesis 36. Now this is the genealogy of Esau, who is Edom. Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, Aholabema, the daughter of Anah, the granddaughter of Zibion, the Hivite, and Basimath, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebajath. Now Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, Basimath bore Ruel, and Aholabema bore Jeash, Jaalam, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. The first choice we see of Esau is that he married two Canaanite women, Abraham took great pains to select a bride for Isaac from his own people. But Esau parted ways with the family pattern by choosing two local girls who did not share the faith of the God of his fathers. When he saw that his wife displeased his parents, then he took a third wife from the daughters of his half-uncle Ishmael. It is very difficult to raise godly children in a home if both parents aren't believers. Therefore, the scripture clearly warns us not to be unequally yoked, that is, a believer with an unbeliever. 
How many people have been deceived into thinking that they can change their spouse? Verse 6, Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the persons of his household, his cattle, and all his animals, and all his goods, which he had gained in the land of Canaan, and went to a country away from the presence of his brother Jacob. For their possessions were too great for them to dwell together, and the land where they were strangers could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau dwelt in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. This is reminiscent of Lot separating from Abraham. Was it really that there wasn't enough space in all the land of Canaan for two households? Esau made a move to get away from his family. Often people who are raised in a godly household look for the opportunity to strike out on their own. In this case, Esau wanted to leave the presence of his brother Jacob, who was a reminder of what he wasn't. In so doing, Esau moved away from God's chosen people who would bring salvation to the world. It is a bad deal to trade an eternal godly heritage for the passing pleasures of this world. But in a sense, Esau already made this decision years earlier when he traded his birthright for a bowl of lentils. Verse 9, and this is the genealogy of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. These were the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Ada, the wife of Esau, and Ruel, the son of Basimath, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Now Timnah was the concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These were the sons of Ada, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Ruel, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were the sons of Basimath, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Aholabamah, Esau's wife, the daughter of Ana, the granddaughter of Zibion. And she bore to Esau, Jaesh, Jaalam, and Korah. Later, when the children of Israel would come out of Egypt, God told them not to meddle with the descendants of Esau, for he had given them Mount Seir as their possession. Isaac had blessed Esau, saying that his dwelling would be of the fatness of the earth, and God certainly gave him a rich possession. We learn that Amalek was Esau's grandson. The Amalekites would attack the children of Israel from the rear when they left Egypt. Joshua would lead Israel in this battle. Afterward, the Lord told Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. The Amalekites continued to trouble Israel throughout the reigns of Saul and David. Even during the time of Queen Esther of Persia, Haman, who sought to wipe out all the Jews, was a descendant of Amalek. Verse 15. These were the chiefs of the sons of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, were Chief Teman, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Gadim, and Chief Amalek. These were the chiefs of Eliphaz, in the land of Edom. They were the sons of Ada. These were the sons of Ruel, Esau's son. Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, 
Chief Mizah. These were the chiefs of Ruel in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Basimath, Esau's wife. And these were the sons of Aholabema, Esau's wife. Chief Jeish, Chief Jaalam, and Chief Korah. These were the chiefs who descended from Aholabema, Esau's wife, the daughter of Anah. These were the sons of Esau, who is Edom, and these were their chiefs. These chiefs were probably military leaders, since Isaac had said that Esau would live by his sword. They were powerful in the things of the world. Verse 20. These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land. Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ana, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites, the sons of Seir, in the land of Edom. And the sons of Lotan were Horai and Hemam. Lotan's sister was Timnah. These were the sons of Shobal, Alvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These were the sons of Zibion, both Aja and Ana. This was the Ana who found the water in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of his father, Zibion. These were the children of Ana, Dishon and Aholabema, the daughter of Ana. These were the sons of Dishon, Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Kiran. These were the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zeavan, and Achan. These were the sons of Dishan, Uz, and Aran. These were the chiefs of the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibian, Chief Ana, Chief Dishan, Chief Ezer, Chief Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites according to their chiefs in the land of Seir. It is interesting how the sons of Seir, the Horite, are listed alongside Esau's sons. Having left his own covenant people, Esau united himself to the people of the world and became indistinguishable from them. It is a warning sign when we feel closer to worldlings than to the citizens of heaven. Verse 31. Now these were the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the children of Israel. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinabah. And when Bela died, Jobab, the son of Zerah of Basra, reigned in his place. When Jobab died, Husham of the land of Temanites reigned in his place. And when Husham died, Hadad, the son of Bedad, who attacked Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his place. And the name of his city, Avith. When Hadad died, Samla of Masrika reigned in his place. And when Samla died, Saul of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his place. When Saul died, Baal-Hanan, the son of Akbar, reigned in his place. And when Baal-Hanan, the son of Akbar, died, Hadar reigned in his place. And the name of his city was Peu. His wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mezahab. While the children of Israel were shepherds and then slaves in Egypt, the descendants of Esau were kings. Many times the people of the world prosper while the people of God suffer. They receive their good things now, while the subjects of the king of kings receive their good things later. Verse 40, And these were the names of the chiefs 
of Esau, according to their families and their places by their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jetheth, Chief Aholibema, Chief Elah, Chief Pinon, Chief Kenaz, Chief Teman, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdal, and Chief Iram. These were the chiefs of Edom according to their dwelling places in the land of their possession. Esau was the father of the Edomites. Wow, that is a lot of names. Hopefully we can remember them if we see these people in heaven. What we see in Esau's genealogy is the fulfillment of God's prophecy when Rebekah felt her twin boys wrestling inside her womb. The Lord said, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. These twin boys would go different directions. Esau was what many would consider a man's man, but he was a man of the flesh who had little or no regard for spiritual things. The peoples who came from him reflected his values. It is interesting that the last known Edomite was Herod the Great, who killed the male babies of Bethlehem in an attempt to murder the greatest descendant of Jacob, Jesus Christ. You see, our choices reach far beyond what we could ever know or imagine. And that is why it is essential that today we choose wisely. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd love to hear from you. Tomorrow we begin the very dramatic account of Joseph, his rejection by his brothers, and exaltation as Prime Minister of Egypt. It's a story to which the Holy Spirit dedicates ten chapters. We certainly hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.